May the words of my, my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Well, it's really nice to see so many of you. I just, I assumed you would all be home making nachos or something or other. <laughs> something that you were going to be serving at your Super Bowl party because you're all having parties, right? I didn't get invited to any, though, so I, I did wonder. So I have to tell you, and if anybody knows my husband will know this is true, I've been watching football for as long as I've been married, which is a very long time, I gotta tell you. So, and along with that, and listening to my husband, Don, talk about refereeing, because he refereed Pop Warner and high school football for years. And to be clear, I am not crazy about football. But somehow, along the way, I have learned many of the rules of football. I can watch a game, and for the most part, I understand and I know why the referee threw that flag and what's going on. And in case you didn't know, there's a whole book of rules, not that thick, that regulates what those guys are doing on that field. And along with, then they also have instant replay, and if you watch professional, professional football, you'll know that. Um, they can really decide if there was an infraction of the rules. And there's a bunch of referees that are in there also. And if a player gets caught with breaking the rules or, and they results in penalties, ejections, and possibly affects who wins or loses. This is very big. I mean, you really need to understand all of this. And probably a football analogy might be a bit much for all of us, but I really couldn't help myself today, and I think it was terribly appropriate. But here's the thing. For some of us, we hear today's lessons, and we might just hear them as God's rules and regulations, with God as the ultimate referee. And I grew up with that kind of Christianity, a Christianity that focused on the words like plucking your eye out to prevent being thrown into hell. Do this or else. Live this way or else. Believe this way or else. But I say to you, today's gospel lesson is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. It's Jesus' longest set of instructions. And what he was doing was teaching his followers and us how to be human. He wasn't just giving rules and regulations that we have to follow or else. Jesus was teaching us how to live. Not what to believe, but how to live. It was an invitation 
to live in right relationship with one another. You have heard it said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not swear falsely. Jesus was calling to us to live in a new and different way. He was calling us to be a beloved community, one where all are welcome, blessed and loved, just as we are. We're being called to a radical new way of being in the world. And to be clear, Jesus was not contradicting the commandments given by Moses. Jesus tells us that himself. I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. But I say to you, these are words of compassion and love for each one of us. What Jesus is telling us that our real problem is not just murder, though that's, that's bad, but the anger and the fear that lies at the core of what's happening. How many ways do we kill or destroy others through our resentments and our rages, the violence of our words, or through despite and meanness? How often do we treat each other as less than, invisible, as if they were of no worth or value? Our real problem is ultimately not adultery, but it's our failure to respect the dignity of one another. It's when women are treated as objects without agency over their own life or their own bodies. Our real problem is not when divorce is okay or not. It is the brokenness of our relationships with one another and within our families and within our communities. Jesus is teaching us that these rules are way more complicated than perhaps we understood, or for that matter, how we would like them to be. It's our if, if our understanding leads to the silencing of others, discounting or demeaning the humanity of others, labeling or disrespecting entire groups of people based on their race, their religion, their sexual identity or social status, or whatever words we use to label or categorize people as others. If that is our understanding, then we need to think really long and hard if we are followers of Jesus, because that's not it. Because Jesus is telling us that it's not enough to simply say, we believe. It's just not that simple. As the lay theologian Verna Dozier wrote, don't tell me what you believe. Tell me what difference it makes that you believe. Our faith is something that needs to be lived and embodied in our daily life and in our work. It's how we live our lives, 
not just on Sundays or when somebody is watching, but it's every day. And it's been a rough couple of weeks. We've seen the best and the worst of humanity. The war in Ukraine with all its horror and pain, the ongoing and continuing saga of politicians behaving badly, the rhetoric of hate and disdain for others who don't share their views, trying and at times succeeding in passing laws that are potentially dangerous to the life and well-being and health of women and youth, the continuing violence at the hands of the state against black and brown bodies, the latest incident, the senseless beating and death of Tyree Nichols, who just wanted to go home to his family. And we wonder, how did we get this all so wrong? But then we witness all of those who are rushing in, risking their own lives for people that they perhaps don't even know, to rescue and care for people that are impacted by this devastating and horrific earthquake in Turkey and Syria, and we're deeply moved. And so I wonder, how does this gospel speak to us at this moment, in these times that try our souls, and when the suffering of others makes us weep. I think what we are hearing is we all matter to God. How we live with each other matters to God. What we say to others matters. And how we say it matters. How we... Okay, that wasn't nice. Because I was just going to say how we treat each other matters. So, God is calling us into a deeply relational life that affects every encounter we have. In our lessons today, Moses tells the Israelites to choose life. And Paul reminds us that we need to recognize that we are all God's servants, working together in God's field. And that is as true today as it was then, because we all belong to God. And God chooses for us to live life and live it fully. That's what the lessons are all about for us today, choosing life, choosing to follow Jesus, saying yes to God. In a sermon in 1938, Diedrich Bonhoeffer said that saying yes to God requires saying no to injustice and evil, to oppression and violation of the weak and the poor. And these words were not intended as an invitation to comfortable respectability, but it was a radical, uncompromising, 
call to follow Jesus and challenge us to really think about how we are going to live our lives with God. We are being called into a whole new way of life with God, into a relationship that nourishes and feeds us and gives us life. But I say to you, what if we decide to choose life? What if we decide to choose this way of life with God? We might pause before we lashed out in anger or fear. We might pause before we labeled somebody in a demeaning and ugly way. We might say no to injustice. We might say no to the callous disregard of others. We might say no to hostile environments that breed anti-Semitism and anti-racism and to every other kind of prejudice, ugliness, or hate. No to the rhetoric of division and dissension. Dorothy Day used to say to the Catholic workers in difficult and stressful times, if each one of us could remember that we are all created in the image of God, then we would naturally want to love more. And we are living in difficult times. But what if we chose to live as if the kingdom of God was right here and right now? The beloved community, blessed and loved by God, loving one another as we are so loved. Imagine, just imagine what this community could be like. But I say to you, Jesus says again and again and again that the way of the world, as it is, is not the way that it has to be. So let us be courageous. Courageous enough to say yes to God, believing with all our heart and our soul that we too are beloved by God and help bring the kingdom of God just a little bit closer for you and for me for us and them, everyone, everywhere. Let us say yes to God. Let us choose life.